Hello and welcome back to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. Uh, we are in the midst of the off-season. Um, we had the whole flurry of moves a couple of weeks ago, um, but it seems like the biggest moves might be yet to happen. Um, so, hello, Sam. Hello. Hello. What? Um, where should we start? Um, well, we've got like three all-stars that look like they could be traded in like what? How long it is? Three months or something before the season starts. Um, and th that might mean that more all-stars get traded as well, which is kind of weird. Um, yeah, uh, we were just saying before we started recording that our last episode, we basically were talking about like, we're not going to bother talking about Durant too much. It's going to happen soon. And that hasn't happened at all. Yeah. There's so been like no movement, if anything. Yeah, we yeah. better get on and talk about it because, um, yeah, it's not happening that soon. I think Windor said today that they're basically the Nets aren't even talking to anyone at the moment. Um, like everyone gave their offers and then they stopped their offers. And yeah. the Nets are just like, oh, one more. And the Aiton thing, that's, that's happened since we last recorded as well, um, which obviously I think has kind of taken the Suns out of it. Um. Maybe, um, but I think with the Durant thing, if you look at the moment, just like the potential teams he could go to and what they can actually offer, kind of with like what they would actually give up to, it's difficult to see a package that's kind of works at the moment, which is why it's not happened. If you look at it, like what if you're trading Kevin Durant, like what you want back? And it feels like it doesn't exist, that package. Well, it's because these trades kind of don't work. It's why you yeah. get stuck. It's, it's why you end up... I mean, Ben Simmons is not Kevin Durant, but given the age difference, and also he was under multiple years of team control, there are some similarities there um, where it was like, well, no, I'm not. I'm going to just... Daryl Murray just waited and waited, and then he basically got what he wanted. Um, and that's based, that feels like that's the question now is one, if we get to, if we do get to training camp, does KD turn up? Like most reporting at the moment is he's not going to do that. He just wants to play basketball. That's the general yeah. perception. But if he doesn't, that obviously changes the kind of uh, equation a little bit. Um, and then also, like, will the Nets even hold out that long? Will they risk it getting to that point? Um, because that's kind of the thing with these deals is you can't have a fair deal for it because it's it's Kevin Durant and it's four years of Kevin Durant. And it's like, well, there's not... And you definitely can't have a deal where the team... Because the, the stuff that, like you said, becomes close to being fair, then the team's given everything away. Yeah. It, it Basically, you make this trade to be like, we're going to win the title next year. And there's not many teams where you feel like they could do that and then still be like a title favourite, which you really need to be if you're basically giving away your whole future. That's why you have to get into... Uh, the most likely thing remains that it's like a multi-team chaos deal yeah. and they take forever to put together. gets incredibly complicated, doesn't it? And um, I don't know. I don't know how that works. Really in practice, you just have to have 
like loads of teams agreeing. And it almost feels more reasonable now Mitchell's on the market though. Yeah, well that's the thing, is the Donovan Mitchell thing is a lot of these like speculated deals and stuff of like Mitchell and Durant going in the same deal to different places. The problem you then run into is the so one kind of straightforward thing is the young player the young all star they get is Mitchell, but you can't have Mitchell and Simmons, which is the problem with loads yeah. of the other deals. It's why Basically, having Aiton in it made sense. Is Aiton is somewhere in the in a multi team thing, but now yeah. he can't be traded at all. And the, also Chandler. Westbrook's salary makes it that like that's gonna you feel like that probably needs to be there somewhere. You might end up like you said. The problem is with this is when you get to like millions of draft picks moving between like four or five teams and multiple all stars and Westbrook's contracts and all of this is you kind of feel like the way that this might have to add up is that like Kyrie, Mitchell, Westbrook and Durant go in the same deal or something. But that's not going to happen. No, probably not. You don't have to have all, all the general managers both agreeing at the same, all at the same time. And like no one could change their mind in the middle of it. Although the Kyrie one, it, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't need to be. The Kyrie for Westbrook thing is more straightforward. It's just a question of the Lakers giving like the second pick at the moment. Um, but you could have that where like that is involved somehow just as part of like the salary balancing somewhere. I don't know. Or, or that's a way that the Lakers, they give up their second, the other first round pick. They then get Kyrie and someone else from another team. They get like, I don't know, Kyrie and Eric Gordon. And it means that something like that happens. Um, it's, yeah, you could you know, just mess around the trade machine for weeks. The Kyrie thing, it seems really like the, the Kyrie for Westbrook uh, thing, obviously with picks and that, seems to be the only real possibility with that one, doesn't it? It's like he's not really like that valuable at the moment. I mean, unless you've got a like, what, how long old's LeBron? 37 or 38? You've got a 37, late 30s LeBron. Yeah, then it makes sense to give up an asset to get Kyrie for like no one else. I don't think it makes no. He wouldn't take the risk. Like he's basically, yeah, he's, he's now a couple of times he's gone to teams and everything made, made, made guys, and yeah, it's all just imploded. Um, so that's not a good look. As well as the fact, I mean, he's actually not played that much the last couple of years. Yeah, the Lakers won, and now the Lakers are supposedly talking with Pacers about like a heel turner thing, maybe. Um, there are, but the problem with that is that's also waiting on KD. Is they don't they don't want to do the Kyrie thing until they've decided on KD? Because if they can convince KD to stay, you want to have Kyrie with him. Yeah, but I mean that's you assume that's not happening now. I've no idea. I like the problem is is the movement on this, as you said about like what they want, what you feel you should get yeah. four years of Durant, is I just I don't know how they get that package. I mean, and actually the yeah. Simmons thing makes it even more difficult. The Simmons they can't take a like a young like a guy on that contract. The one they can still do is the Ingram thing because he signed it as a new contract rather than an extension. That's the one that yeah. still like lurks that the Pelicans can come in with all the picks they've got and do Ingram. 
and but that I don't think that makes sense for them either because Zion is still quite a big question mark. The upside is crazy, but like, if this was after Zion had a great year, and then yeah. you could be like, if we have McCollum, Zion, Herb Jones, the other like useful young players they've got, and KD, they might actually be the favourites to win the title. But at the moment, it's like well, Zion hasn't played in ages again, so I don't think you make that trade now. No. Um, I mean, the Suns, like you say, were like the big possibility. And wasn't that basically where it's kind of thought that that's where KD wants to go as well? That was the first sort of leap on that. Um, and there's also just this very interesting thing about where he wants to go being a factor um, in that, like, well, you've got four years left on your contract and you asked for a trade. How much can even yeah. like the top top NBA players choose with that stuff? Because um, it's not like the Davis thing where he can say I'm not signing the extension. Obviously, there's no, no. extension to be talked spoken about. Yeah, I don't know how much that comes into it, um, and also the Suns. It's like, a, well, you, you get a couple of really good role players, but then you don't have anyone to have the role players around if you're the uh, Nets. Yeah, I mean, it would be, it would have to be your Cam Johnson and Bridges, all of their picks forever, and then like other salary filler, and, um, and then you've got, and then you've got like, well, I guess now they've kept Aiton. If they could fill the rest of the salary, that's quite a nice lineup. But then Chris Paul is like, well, how long has he got left? I mean, I guess you could argue Paul and Durant's timelines at least line up, though. Is this like, was they going all in on like, the next two years? Yeah, like more that more so for Brooklyn is like, why do you take that? That doesn't do anything for you, does it? Like, you you're going on the build everything around Simmons. Like Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges are really nice players to have next to Ben Simmons, but you, what you go from where they've been to role players around Ben yeah. Simmons as your future? I don't know. Yeah, I guess the difficult thing though is maybe maybe that is what they've got to try next. It's like whether it works or not, and they trade people on. Uh, like sooner if it doesn't work out, but they've just tried for Ben Simmons. I mean, I guess that's kind of what they got when. Yeah, it's a weird one to say they traded for Ben Simmons. Yeah, they got Ben they, Simmons, I guess. They got him. And because the contract he's on, they can't get, like, it limits other, like, young, like, star players they can pick up. So, I don't know. It's kind of. Maybe, maybe you do give it a go. And also, they can't trade Ben. Well, they can. They can trade Ben Simmons now if they wanted to, I think. But it would be the worst time to possibly trade him because his value has gone even lower than when they traded for him. Yeah. Because um, there were some constructions in the the sort of uh, the depths of trade machine stuff where it was like, so they're going to send out Simmons and KD and either do a Kyrie trade separately and their new team will be like, Mitchell, all the other guys have managed to pick up around him or something, or or whether it was that they got Bam and that somehow got KD to the heat. And it was like, well, but that, what they're going to give up Simmons as well and end up like not getting very much for him. So I just, maybe that is it. That, that might be, maybe what happens is this holds out for a while and they, and then Simmons does actually play well at the start of the year. And then they do the KD trade for role players around Simmons. Because the problem is at the moment is like, 
Does Simmons even play basketball anymore? I don't know. Yeah. It, yes. Um, difficult for anyone to really trade for him, isn't it? Or to build your team around him. Yeah, I guess there's that. But but they're in a situation where it's like, okay, they're trading KD and Kyrie. Basically, going into a rebuild. It's like, well, rebuild. If it doesn't work, they're in a rebuild anyway. You know, it's not like you're you're doing that expect to be a contending team. It's kind of just give it a go. I mean, I guess their point though is they they're can't, trying they not can't to be much worse than they would be otherwise. They're trying not to be a rebuilding team though. That's why I they want but, the, the super young player. But then it, that's the thing is that it feels difficult. It's difficult to see how they're going to get that because, um, I mean, the other one that's like the uh, the Raptors thing with Durant, it seemed like a possibility. And obviously there is like Scotty Barnes, then get Scotty Barnes, but then the Raptors basically saying like, no, like they're not doing Scotty Barnes. So, and I, yeah, I, and it's difficult to see. I don't know what, what other players there are around the league in things that could possibly work where they can get someone like that that's young. I guess you wait. Um, you partly wait. I don't know if this is what I would do, but there is a chance they do what Mori did, I think. Um, and I know young players aren't thought to ask out as much, but we do hear it occasionally that one of them's grumpy about something. Is they play as they hope that KD doesn't get hurt again because that screws it completely. And they wait, like the Sixers just yeah. waited with Simmons until someone and it happened to be Harden but it could have been Lillard it could have been when he got hurt and the Blazers went in the tank he said I want to go somewhere else or it could have been Beal and that meant they could then use the Simmons chip they're holding on to um I feel like that's incredibly high risk with KD's age because like you said the thing with trading for him is actually there's potentially pain at the end of this contract the point is you trade for him to have him right now um yeah. so holding him is really risky and it's like he gets even like a relatively minor injury this year and the value maybe drops. Um, it depends how wedded they are. It's like they're going to get this young star because kind of the point of the NBA is you don't trade for young stars. That's when you've got them on like a yeah. cheaper max contract and they're getting better. Yeah. Or in Barnes's um, case, he's not even on the, on like anything other than a, the rookie deal, which is like no money. And that's when you could have all the guys around him that they've got at the moment. Yeah, so it seems like that is like a no-go, the Barnes thing. And um, Would you do that? What, if I was the Raptors, would I trade? It'd be like Barnes, Trent and stuff, I think. Or they'd probably want Ananobi as well. But say it was Barnes and Trent and salary. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you could probably justify it, couldn't you? Maybe I would. I mean, it depends what the stuff is. Again, I guess the stuff in well, all the stuff cases, is all the all picks. Of your picks. It's all of the picks. Yeah, there's not going to be any no. projections on any of the picks. Yeah, that that's the thing. Is it's like they don't have. I mean, obviously, like Siakam's nice, and like around that, what they'd have left is like Siakam's a nice player, but they've not got any other guys. That you think are like, oh yeah, is it the other star make like 
pushing us into title contention. Um, so I, I it, like I said earlier, it's like if when you're absolutely trading all of your picks, I feel it has to basically be a move that makes you like one of the top like three or four favorites for title instantly. Which maybe it, I don't. I think it know. does. I think Van Vliet, Siakam, Durant. I mean, that's when you. That's when the Ananobi piece matters more. I wouldn't do Ananobi and Barnes because yeah. then who's your fourth guy with those three? I think those three, Ananobi, and then like whatever else you put around them is like really, really good. Although I'm still at this. That's the problem I've got. Is partly because of how, um, how the conversation goes, as happened with. The Clippers, when they got Kawhi and PG, and it was, oh my God, they're definitely the title favourites. And then they've not, yeah. the reality's not happened. Um, is, I still don't know, I don't think I'd have that over the Celtics or the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's kind of the problem, is like, that's then, you've blown everything for a second round exit, potentially. Um, and that, that's when it gets like, no, then it's, it, it could look like a horrible trade in, yeah. um, in like 12 months. And this is the broader thing with these these deals we've seen a lot of. I mean, the Go Bail one that just happened like blew everyone's minds. Um, but there's been loads of these trades recently where it's like, this is all of our assets forever. Like literally like seven years into the future. We have no idea what like the world's going to look like, let alone what the NBA is yeah. going to look like. And um yeah, you basically, I, that's the thing is when occasionally someone says like 2029 picks can be traded now, it's like they are children. They're, that's like, They're, yeah, those players are child. Yeah. That's, that's a child, basically. So you have no idea what that is. You, there's no way you can project the value of that pick. I guess. It's impossible to know. But I yeah. guess you have to pick them now. No, but it's in like, you, you don't know what the league's going to be. You don't know where like anything's going by that no. point. Well, you, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, you don't know where that pick's going to fall. Tall. Um, um, what was it? it came, something came up the other day on the podcast I was listening to actually, along those lines almost. With the um, doesn't someone have a jazz pick? I think it's the Thunder. Um, I think they dumped, they uh, I think they dumped Eric Favors. Yeah, I think that's it. So they I think that might be like soon, like next year or something. Or, but at the time, obviously, that looked like okay. This is going to be like it is the twenty twenty four pick. Yeah, top okay, ten so protected in twenty four and twenty five. Top eight in twenty twenty six. That's why so those protections guess, matter, though. They there's were a like, good, yeah, there's a good chance now that that those yeah, that protection actually matters. But at the time, it's just like, oh, that's just going to be like a late. First round pick, or like, and that was only a couple of years ago that trade, yeah. And now it's like that, that seems quite likely that's going to be protected. The interesting thing with so, like, the well, that one that's obviously a minor example of it, that's like a salary dump kind yeah. of deal. Is there's all this like the Gobert thing pushed up the market, and obviously, like, the Kawhi and Paul George thing just completely like changed everything. It's like, oh, you can just. Like the rules were there, you could trade all of your picks and all the swaps, but like it wasn't happening. And now it's just, oh yeah, that's what you do if you want a player. Um, but the repercussions because of this won't be felt for like ages. Yeah. It won't be until we get to like 
um, well, yeah, like 10 years' time, and it'll be, oh, yeah, that pick they've got that's just fallen from the Clippers or something that's just gone to second overall. Yeah, that was from this trade that was like seven years ago. That's when, it, oh, my God. And then it's like their whole roster is just from this one trade they made. And um, more recently, like the Vucevic deal is like a small taste of what that could be. They gave up Wendell Carter, who was really good last year, and then their yeah. pick they gave up became Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner has been like awesome as a rookie, and actually is the sort of player that the uh, the Bulls could really do with. Um, and it's like there's going to be in a few years we're going to have this from loads of trades. There's going to be teams who way after we've not even thinking about the fact they traded for Gobert. Gobert's yeah. going to have been traded another 18 more times or something, or have retired. Um, and there's just going to be like a repercussion of these deals going on forever and ever. Um, and it's fine if like you're the Bucks and you want a title from it, or the Lakers want a title from it. Yeah, but then when you miss out, it doesn't look good, which is why I think, yeah, it's for those to make sense, you your roster after the deal has to look like incredible. Really like mind blowing. Although you could say that's what the Nets had done. The thing is with the Nets was there was always the hangover. And I mean, you include the Harden deal in this list of ones that haven't worked. There was always the, are we sure? I think we spoke about it quite a lot on here actually about like, are we sure that KD, Kyrie and James Harden together is a good idea? Like on the court, yeah. there was always stuff about like they don't seem to have anyone that can guard anyone, and that was a problem. There was the health thing like in the background, anyway, and then there was just like at some point this relationship is not going to work, and basically the relationship failed so quickly with help from the other factors we never even saw them together. Yeah, they just like didn't even get a chance to do it before it went wrong. And sure, the fact there was vaccine mandates and stuff kind of made that worse, but we knew there was a risk with those that group of people being together and maybe if you want to point the finger specifically Kyrie being involved in the team that's just given away its future um and they got Ben Simmons out of it I mean they kind of had a result then particularly that Harden was showing signs of decline yeah and they were trading him but yeah I guess the other thing that is it has to like fit doesn't it I think you have to be like ideally you're adding to like already like star level talent and that has to fit which KD is not an issue it's like yeah any team he fits anywhere really like whatever other players you've got is like he you know you he can kind of you could use him in any kind of position or argue that he's playing that position I guess and just with the guys around him it doesn't matter because he can do everything yeah what the guys around him can do um but then moving on to the Donovan Mitchell thing. That's where, like, with that deal, it's like... The fit doesn't seem that great anywhere. And it does seem like that's kind of what they're looking for is... Should we do the Knicks thing? Now you've said that. After we spoke about the Brunson stuff on the last podcasts. So that's it seems like if you had money to put on where he's going, it would all go on that he's going to go to the Knicks. With yeah. his links to there, that everything like all of the background stuff, how much they've pushed for him, and they've hoarded all these picks for this eventuality. Um, one, I think Mitchell is like 
I think he's the tier of star where if you're making this trade, you better be close. Like like Drew Holiday. They're very different players. But Drew Holiday is not you get him next to a load of guys and it's you're suddenly amazing. No, is you he, put him next to the best player in the league. Mental star. But the thing with Mitchell as well, though, which is the style of player he is, which is where it's just kind of an issue of like how what the way it's difficult to sit making much sense of any team is that he is he's basically like a primary scorer, a primary ball handler guy. But there are a lot of guys in the league that are better than that. Well, because he's not a great playmaker. If you are a team, like adding Tim to, you know, push you into being a title contender, there's a good chance their primary ball hand is already better than him at that. And and he's not a player that you get to play off ball. You Doncic is the the fit is he can be like the he's a different type of player to Kyrie, but that he could be the the Kyrie to Lucas LeBron, I think, is the is the fit that you'd want. Um, yeah. The question again is Mitchell projected when he came to the league is this like two way guard, and he's been a one way guard, and then it's like what well, you could have a Mitchell and Luca defensive problem. Yeah. Um, um, but is is basically is the is the Robin to the six foot eight Batman is his thing, isn't it? Is like, and the problem is if you're giving up all those picks. One, the Dallas fit is the what that's where it's like that would make sense. They've said they want the second star, and if he's your second star, that's the fit where you do all the picks because you've already got the like the mega mega star. Like we said with the holiday and Davis trades, the thing was they had the MVP, and I don't mean their MVP as in like LeBron and Yanis were like the two best players in the league at the point those trades were made, and you get your like whether you want to call Holiday the second or third, he was like the perfect fit, so obviously next to Giannis. And Davis, obviously with LeBron. Like, you've got to have that level of guy, I think, to go this all in most of the time. And I appreciate there are other aims than just winning the title. But the problem is, the idea that you make this trade as like a stepping stone, it can't you be can't. a stepping stone. You don't have anything. You, you can't no. make another trade because you've blown it all. And you can't even... Um, you can't even fill out with pieces around them because you don't get to pick anyone in the draft like a decade. So it's like the, once you've made that trade, that's got you got to be there. Like you said, you got to be there. You got to be like title favorites the day after you've made the trade. It can't be like yeah. like this. Oh, we're going to give you seven picks and then uh, yeah, we'll figure some stuff out. No, because that what well, what are you going to figure it out with? I don't know what you're going to do there. Yeah, unless you do the money thing, which is like what the Clippers have done basically. Is they've then made loads of minor trades, and then instead of, but that's because they've got Steve Ballmer, who's happy to spend a gargantuan amount. Is instead of other teams have filled out the depth with draft picks, is he's just like kind of bought the rest of the roster through some free agent deals, some trading and extending, and they've now got, like you said, as you make one of those trades, you've got to have this like mega roster, and they've basically yeah. maintained that by he just keeps spending, but most owners. But now they just need that. them to not be injured. Yeah, that would help. Um, yeah, I I don't know. You look around the league and there's not many options that you see with Dovin Mitchell that he like makes that difference. 
I've I'm and also have this stuff, I guess. Um, I think one maybe would be like the Celtics. Well, yeah, just Look. after they were in the KD stuff, though. I was going to ask about that. Um, yeah, um, there's an interesting thing, though, because they're like, they're already a title favourite and just went to the finals and then made the Brog yeah. deal. They feel so well positioned that I'm like, I find it really hard to talk myself into either of them, actually. Like the no, stuff that was said about today. Would they want, they, they'd want like, Someone wouldn't they? And actually, they just got Malcolm Brogdon as well, didn't they? They'd they'd also need this, they'd need the salary. So, I mean, the so the the KD deal that they supposedly is they supposedly offered Brown and a pick and Derek White, and then Brooklyn said we want Brown and Smart and the other stuff, and that's where Boston said no. But you, there's no way you do Jalen Brown for Mitchell and picks. No, and then it's like, what's the you'd have to do? You'd end up doing smart and picks, and then it's like, oh, so you're relying on a backcourt. Brog- the thing with the Brogdon deal that was awesome was they have enough other stuff that you don't need him to be healthy all the time, and you can look after him. But if you then trade smart, you lose that margin of error, and then maybe you'd even have to trade white as well. And I don't. It just, it, yeah, it looks so good for me with the Celtics at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, maybe doesn't even improve their situation particularly. It's like their one roster is like if you could just have Donovan Mitchell, then yeah, it's like that fits. And it works. Yeah, I mean, he gives them a lot of what they need. I. Yeah, because if yeah, is if if you trade Brown for him, even if that was like almost straight up, which isn't what the Jazz want, then you don't. Then you're suddenly too small. Yeah. You don't have the wing. Yeah. Because the other thing with him being actually like small is it's like six one, is it? Or uh it's, it's I'll double check. It's I've got him six three. Huge wingspan, but yeah, he's he's basically he's a point guard sized player. Um so that kind of is like any You're right, six any one. other team that has like a point guard sized point guard that you're not like yeah, he's definitely will definitely get rid of him for Donald Mitchell. It doesn't really work. So he has to be next to one of the like although that also it we it fits from the size perspective. It also fits with the type of player you need to have so that you're good enough that the trade makes sense. So it's basically like, well, it's kinda of like Luca and LeBron, isn't it? Is you need a he's not your point guard. But he can be the second guy. Or what about Lamelo Ball? Well, that that's one that I've actually seen mentioned a couple of times as a. That would be a really fun team to watch. I don't think it's going anywhere, but yeah, you know, that, that's fun. the thing is that they're then in a position where it's like, oh yeah, you've, you've given up a lot of stuff like young guys and picks, and you should now be really good. And it's like, okay, you've got. It's fun. You've got Lamelo Ball and Donovan Mitchell, but yeah. Also, you then get into this 
in the east. Well, I've noticed on podcasts recently, everyone's saying oh, in the in the east at the moment or in the west. They say it for both conferences, though. It's basically it's really deep in both conferences. It's hard. Like even being a playing team is quite hard at the moment because there's loads of teams you think they can be a playing team. It's also why why they introduced the playing tournament. Make yeah. it a bit more, it, make it a bit easier to reach. But yeah, you, even if they did that, if you look down the Eastern Conference, like today, like I'm not sure. You're not like, oh yeah, they're definitely a top six team. And then it's like, would they have home court in? Would they have to seven or eight spot? Maybe. I I don't know. And that's the problem is, is like, well, so if you're one of those teams, no. But oh my god, don't do the trade. Definitely don't give away four first round picks. That's insane. Yeah. It does feel like whoever ends up getting Mitchell, it's, I don't know, it's not, it doesn't, not going to look that good. The one that would have, well, so this is the problem as well, is because we're in this, where everyone trades their picks all the time now, that's another reason why it's really hard. Because like Dallas doesn't have their picks still, partly the Porzingis stuff. The one where he supposedly was wanted to go and he actually is an amazing fit would be Miami. They don't have the picks and the salary for like a hero Duncan Robinson package is basically what it'd have to be. But and then they don't have the no value. Yeah, and they don't have if they if they could do that and all the picks, maybe Utah does it and it's like, okay. But then you then if you get like a bit deeper into the weeds on it, is traditionally Miami heat picks are just not worth that much. They just don't become they're never bad. Yeah, they're never bad enough that you get like the fourth pick. Um, and it's why the next thing you just can't get away from it is there's clearly like desire on their side to want to make the trade. There's connections between Mitchell and the franchise. They have all the picks. And if you're the Jazz, it might be wrong, but they're the picks you'd want. The team's going to give yeah. you their picks going forward. I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll try the next ones. They, they also have quite a few like, Young guys, I don't know. I mean, they've got a very young roster at the moment. Yeah. So I guess you just take a few of them. I mean, I don't know. I, it, that They also then are not going anywhere, are they? But maybe that's what the Knicks do. <laughs> that, it does seem like a Knicks thing. It feels more Knicksy. The argument I've heard for it, and as I said earlier, I don't really think this is a great idea, is you get the one star... And maybe a, a Brunson, Mitchell, Barrett core gets you to the second round once. And because you're the Knicks, when you've got cap space, you are then a threat to actually get someone. Yeah. But it's like, well, that, you're giving away all your picks on the off chance. Not to mention that the cap space, you'd need to get rid of Randall's money somehow or wait for that to go. And Brunson's now on a bigger deal and Barrett's about to get paid. Um, yeah. But that that's the one yeah. where it's like, that the fit anyway. I don't. I don't love the Brunson Mitchell backcourt. I feel like that's that's very very small. No, and that pushes Barrett to them being the free all the time. And yeah, it, you just lose lots lots of flexibility, don't you? When yeah, when you basically pay two small guards a lot of money is not to mention the fact that teams could just go big on you. Yeah. Um. And they would kind of be in the uh, a little bit of the Cavs situation, actually, where because they play Randall at the four and they've just paid Robinson and Hartenstein, they'd basically be in like the no wings club. They'd be like just Barrett as like a wing. 
Yeah. It's, it's one of those where it sort of worked for the Cavs, but it's like uh, you, you don't always need to uh, to go against the grain of that stuff. It's like everyone else is going, going as many wings as possible. Um, but that that feels like the conclusion to this, unless something crazy happens. Yeah, but I wouldn't rule it out. Um, something crazy happening, I mean. But yeah, it's, there's, there doesn't seem that many other spots where he fits. No, the, the Miami one is, they'd be a real contender if they had him. All that offense stuff in the playoffs where it just got a bit like ugly and not really enough shooting or movement or shot creation or no shot creation apart from Butler. And then you just put Mitchell in there. And if he doesn't progress defensively, they've got the group yeah. around him to compensate in a way that a lot of other teams don't. Um, but I don't, I don't know how they get it done. Like, they, I think it's three first they can offer at the moment, or it might be two at the moment, and they'd have to do something with OKC to make it so they can offer three because of protections owed. And it's like, that's just not... That's not going to work, is it? Basically, no, I wouldn't think so. I mean, yeah, there's they're the one. I think them and the Celtics teams, where it's like, yeah, they could get them, get him in, and it'd fit. And yeah, they they'd be better, but they but you don't they don't have the stuff. But you're not on the Dallas one then. I mean, okay, yeah, the Dallas one makes sense as well. I guess they're another one that doesn't have the stuff. That would basically be their Brunson upgrade. That would be, instead of just losing Brunson, if they could manage to just add Mitchell in instead, that would be yeah. the thing. Um, Toronto have been in the mix for Mitchell as well, apparently. But then again, it's like, what? And then you're playing Van Vliet and Mitchell. Yeah, it'd be what Van Vliet, Mitchell, Barnes, Siakam, Achua, I guess. You have to have the guy. I think the thing is you have to have the the top ten guy, basically, who can be the best player on a team that gets like the conference yeah, finals. And it's not very often that those teams are then also in a position and looking to upgrade. Yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, so it's like, yeah, Jimmy Butler is one of those guys. Doncic is one of those guys. Um, and like I said, the other teams that are in that bracket, they either wouldn't make the trade or they don't have even close to the ammunition to do it. Like, it would be really fun if the Bucks could just add him as their, as their two guard. They don't have, they have literally nothing to put in a trade for him. Yeah. They don't even have the salary. I think it's basically over the Knicks do it, blow the picks, or they have to lower their price. Because there are some teams when it's like you're not mortgaging the whole future. It's not everything that could make sense. I don't know why they'd lower their price, though. Because from what the reporting that I've seen anyway has basically been the Jazz kind of want to tank. Yeah. Um, and actually, that favors pick makes it so it makes more sense than to full on tank. Yes. Um, 
is they don't other deals where maybe you get fewer picks but you get better players back like you could argue that with the hero thing is if you think hero can be a bit more than a sixth man you take it's like well but we don't you don't want hero to break out and get it so that you're like the 10 seed that would be like yeah. a disaster if you try to do that wouldn't it it's like you want to you take all the picks in the knicks some like upside players like grimes and Toppin and just like a collection of those guys and a bit of salary um and then the next step, would, I guess, would be they try and trade Bogdanovich and maybe Jordan Clarkson if anyone wants to give up anything for him. And it's yeah. like just, I, th- I think the Knicks have got eight. Is it eight first round picks now? Maybe. Although, as we spoke about, I think we spoke about previously in their weird draft trade where they were making cap space, is it was one of these things where. Some people painted it as a bit of a success. They got three first-round picks, and they were like, one of them's a Washington one, I think one's a Charlotte, and there's another not-great team. But they're like heavily protected picks from not-very-good teams. Yeah. So it's like, well, yeah, these first-round pick, and that's what it says on it. But it's yeah, not, not necessarily going to help that much. In reality, it's not actually a first-round pick sort of thing, necessarily. Yeah. Anyway, should we wrap up now? Yes. Um, we've done some speculation. Is that? It seems like that's the. It's that time of year. Yeah, well, there's not much yeah, movement. Yeah. That's the thing. There's not no, a great deal of movement. Not even like news recently. It's like the anticipation of movement. And the news, apparently, from the Celtics Durant thing, was like weeks old. Five hours ages ago, that happened. Oh, really? Like, yeah. That's what I think that's what Wintour said. Um, so they're, they're actually like the news, which around which is almost news in itself, is that there has been no movement. Yeah, is the like yeah, talking one of the 15 greatest players of all time is available for trade and it's just like not happening. It's just it's gone from like this fanfare. It's strange, it's really strange. Yeah, that's why we didn't talk about the last one. I thought it was going to be like days. Yeah, the news broke. But actually, yeah, no one's that bothered. It was stuck. Yeah. Anyway, um, subscribe and review us. Give us five star reviews. And anything else? Nice no, enough, isn't it? Yeah. Bye. Bye.